These words are used frequently. I'm sure that you have heard them applied and maybe even used them in the context of applying them to the unbeliever, saying to unbelievers that they need to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. And I've done it. I've done it many times. Many times I have finished sermons quoting this text, and there's no problem in doing that. But I want us to see this text in light of how it applies to us, that there is an exhortation here that we never get away from, that in these words we are called upon to do what is really our life's work in a certain sense. And if I was to take three words to focus your attention upon, you'll find them in the middle of verse 7, where it says, let him return, let him return. Beloved, you will know as well as I do that there are times where we need to return because of the backsliding nature of our ways. The letters to the churches in Revelation show that declension, that departure, and that need for them to return. And the exhortation of the Lord at times was to repent and do the first works. There's a sense of returning. But there's also a sense in which this, this is our lives. It is returning, always returning back to the Lord. And I want us to think about it in three ways, in three questions. First of all, how do you return? How do you return? You find that in verse 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. This is how you return. You return to that seeking of the Lord. Every day of our lives, in one sense, is, is a repetition of that first day when we were regenerated by the Spirit. That experience when we first sensed the, the pangs of our own sin and the need to turn to the Lord. And every single day is, is a repetition of that. We may grow, we may mature, but the practice doesn't change. There's no such thing as someone who seeks the Lord who isn't saved. I know there are such things as seeker-sensitive churches, but there's no one, no one, absolutely there never has been anyone who seeks the Lord who is unregenerate. The true seeker is someone who has been regenerated. That is why they seek. God has given them life. And on the basis of that new principle of life, they seek the Lord. And so those of us saved today, we seek the Lord. This is how we return. We get back to the same thing. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And he always can be found. This is the wonderful thing. In the sense of the gospel, there's always a finding of the Lord through Christ. There's always access. There's always an avenue through our mediator to seek the Lord and then to call upon him while he is near. Well, this, this is, this is the, the joy of our lives. It is to know that through Christ, God is near. Read again the language of John chapter 14. You will see that, that the Father and the Son will come and make their abode with us. The Lord is near. And so we seek him. This is how we return. Every day, seek the Lord. Make it the very practice of our lives. Seek the Lord. Always seeking the Lord. I have been made by the work of the Spirit into a seeker. And so we turn to him every single day. So this is how we return. We seek him. This is what you're doing. You come here to pray. I hope that's the, the priority of your heart. You're not here just because you've cultivated a certain sense of society and fellowship among you. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But the primary objective is to seek the Lord. And that is the need of our day. Then also ask not only how do you return, but why you need to return. Why do you need to return? Well, you see it in verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Well, 
we might think, again, that's to do with the wicked culture in which we live and the, the wickedness that we see all around us among the unregenerate. But it's true for us, is it not? Let the wicked forsake his ways. Are, are, are there not ways in which we, we, we need to forsake? Is there not a sense in which there's still in ourselves a wickedness, a principle that we battle with, that the flesh that we wrestle with, and so that needs to be turned from all the time, and we see his ways come out in, in our words, in our actions, how we respond to wayward children, how we respond at times frustrated with our spouses, how we respond to matters in our employment, all sorts of ways in which we say, I'm, I'm wicked, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And we have to turn. So that's why we, we return to the Lord, that we might forsake our ways, but all, not only our ways, but the unrighteous man also his thoughts to that very to, to that which no man even sees, our thought life. And so we have to examine our thoughts. And beloved, the reality is today that as one of the, the Psalms tells us, the Psalmist uh, remarks that with the unregenerate, God is not in all his thoughts. But there's a sense in which God is not in all our thoughts as well. That we go through periods where we make decisions and we proceed through a day and we are not turning to the Lord and asking him, what's your mind in this, Lord? What is your will for this matter? Maybe you're facing a point of decision right at this point. You're, you're ready to do something, but let me just call you to hesitate, to pause and ask, have you sought the mind of God? It's so easy to be flippant. It's so easy to be like the unregenerate in this fashion. So we have to return. This is why we need to return, because there's still wickedness that needs to be forsaken, wicked ways that need to be forsaken, and unrighteous thoughts also that we need to turn away from. And then thirdly and finally, what benefit is there in returning? What benefit is there in returning? Well, you see it at the end of verse 7. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Here's the benefit. The benefit is he will have mercy. Mercy. Oh, if we could understand how much we need mercy. How every single day we need the mercy of the Lord. That we would see new mercies every morning and recognize the faithfulness of our God. And then look for his mercy as it relates to unregenerate children and unsaved family members and all sorts of just matters within our home, within our lives, where we, we're really calling upon the Lord, just show us mercy, Lord. Show show mercy. So this, this is the benefit in returning, getting back every day, bringing the matters to God, casting our cares upon him, turning and turning and turning and turning and making our life one of returning to that first principle of seeking God and seeking him for his mercy, and seeking him for the abundance of his pardon. The Lord delights in this. Every time I think about language like this, and conversion, and appreciation for just the, the, the fundamental aspects of what we receive from the Lord, I think of that woman who came to the Lord amidst Simon's pride, and, and she's there sobbing at the feet of Jesus Christ, wiping his feet with her tears and her hair, and that, that garners a response from Christ. That's what she was doing. She was doing this text. She was seeking the Lord while he may be found. She was calling upon him while he was near. 
And so she had turned for her wickedness, and God, through Christ, had mercy upon her and abundantly pardoned her. And there's none of us that can escape that even today. So let us look in our own hearts, let us examine the practical atheism that so so often can be exhibited by us, and truly seek the Lord, seek him, have hearts that have been touched by him, that we just, we, we find our delight in seeking him, and we will find the reward then in his mercy and the abundance of his pardon. May the Lord bless these thoughts to you all.